in general, all the business leaders know that they have to do something in this digital stuff. And we really had the will to do a close collaboration and a common mindset of we start with this journey and we really want to do it and it will it will be hard work. The sun will not always shine on this journey. The key factor is that we have set up a team and we had really good circumstances of the people that were there that supported the process. Welcome to the Digital Transformer Podcast, your number one podcast on digital innovation, transformation, and venture building. We help entrepreneurs and corporate innovation leaders like you gain the knowledge and skills you need to build the leading digital businesses of your industry. Today, I talk to Christian Amma, the award-winning CIO of Noa, one of the leading European law firms. Christian climbed up the IT ranks at Siemens Financial Services and Real Estate and later led major international IT cardboard projects at Siemens before shifting into the financial SME and now legal sector. He has been awarded twice top 10 CIO of the year and won the Digital Transformation Award in 2021 for its outstanding work. In today's episode, we talk about what it takes to transform companies in traditional industries such as legal services into digital leaders, how organizations can leverage digitization to enhance their service business, and why IT M&As only make sense in particular circumstances and what it takes to make them a success. So with no further ado, let me welcome Christian. Awesome to have you, Christian. You've been responsible for the IT M&A at Siemens. You've spent some time in the Silicon Valley. And you've been selected amongst the top 10 CIOs of 2018. And now you do something which at first glance doesn't seem like radical digital transformation or innovation. In 2019, you joined NUR, which is one of the leading international law firms. And right now you are the CIO of the company and completely radically digitize, let's say, traditional law business. How does that go together? Well, I think that this fits very good together because even if I have uh, experienced more in a more sophisticated business like the finance and the real estate business, yeah, I'm now working for the law business or the legal business for uh, one of the top law firms in Europe. I'm working for NER. And even if we are maybe not as far as other sectors, industries, there's a lot to do. And that's what we do uh, during the last couple of years. Yeah, we want to be on the on the Überholspur. Yeah, we want to <laughs> overtaking uh, everyone overtake, else. Overtake uh, our most of our competitors, and the potential is huge because this industry where we are working currently is not so developed currently in a digital way like other industries. And that's what makes fun and what keeps me doing my job for now. That's super interesting what you say, because essentially, I mean, j just for the audience as well, if, if you look at the, let's say, traditional law industry, like your business is basically doing, especially for, for let's say, law firms with a big renome, they do very specialized services. Like ultimately, the lawyers, they are the brain behind everything. So it's not that there is, let's say, much room for digitizing the service per se. But what you can do is obviously to enhance everything so that the lawyer can do the best job possible in helping the clients, like correct me if I'm wrong in, with the statement. And so I think 
this is also where from a from a legal tech perspective there has not been so much let's say startups growing in that field that completely like transform everything but most of them also only focus on let's say enhancing the the capabilities of the lawyers per se that's that's absolutely the point you, you, you just made one of our conclusions already yeah for us like i said yeah, for us at one of the top law firms and like the competitors it's all about having the very best people with the very best knowledge and the very best service yeah and we all know this this key or this core of the service cannot be fully digitized yeah because in this area where every project or every consulting we are doing is 100% individual for the client's specific circumstances and needs, yeah, we need the best people to do it yeah? and not the best machines and not the best technologies. But on the other hand, these people behind their services they are delivering, they need the best technologies and the best machines and the best digital services to, their jo to do their job as good as possible. And that's what it is really about. So it's very different from other industries, especially if you talk more about uh, production industry, yeah, where it's very different. Yeah? And that's what makes it really interesting because it's you you have to understand this first. Yeah? And I, for me as itself, it took one or two years yeah, to really understand where our key business is and how we should go on. And But that's it. So you already had a very good conclusion at the beginning here. Yeah. And I think it's also, let's say, zooming a bit out, I think it's also not relevant only for industries in which is like, such as the law industry, and more legal industry, but also, let's say, for any business, basically, like the topics we'll talk about, it's not only really important for, an in, for a particular industry in which you cannot really digitize the core product, like building up this enhancement, but it's also relevant, let's say, for all other players that might even be able to digitize their core business. Why? Because ultimately, as humans in our in our daily lives, right, we're so used or getting more and more used to interacting with different technologies. And then suddenly, if we enter in a work environment where we have, let's say, archaic ways of working, like it's not necessarily the type of work environment we want to foster. So ultimately, let's say bringing together and like providing the right technologies in order to get the best out of humans, I think is relevant for each and every player out there. Absolutely, because this is what every company has. They have internal processes. They have a lot of work to be done. They had administrative tasks there, and there's a huge potential for every company. Yeah? And to be honest, that's that's the part where we are really focusing. And this is also why I'm so excited today to like talk to you about this topic, because I think, as I said, like it's it's relevant for everyone. So let's maybe start at the beginning of the journey. What was the trigger? that ultimately led NUR to say, hey, we want to embark on this digital journey. And, and what was this major challenge? Like, you, Especially when it comes to realizing, hey, we can't really digitize our core business, but what can we do else? And like I said, first of all, there was our key understanding. We are one of the top major European law firms. And if you see this is a ranking, yeah, we want to develop in the ranking. Yeah? So we want to grow there in, in the rankings. Yeah? So that's our understanding as a law firm itself. So, and on the other hand, so we know to do this, yeah, we have to be, deliver the best service for our clients, like I already said. And if you, if you look at yourself, yeah, then to be honest, everybody knew yeah, from a digital standpoint, we are not there. Yeah? So 
we need to be as good in a digital way of working as good as we are in the, let's say, human or in our, in our consulting work that we are doing. So that was the trigger. Yeah? And so for us, as we act in this premium segment, it's inevitable yeah, that we need legal services as well on a four-hour clients yeah, and perfect um, maximum optimal internal processes. That's that's for us the, the key. So everybody understood this. And this is when I started 2019 in my CIO role for NER. Yeah? It was my ambition. We wanted to be as good as our lawyers from a IT perspective and a technology perspective. And then, then there are two key triggers. Yeah? The first trigger, uh, because then you have to look at our, we are a partnership. So we have more than 100 owners of the company. Sometimes right. this makes it a bit complicated, <laughs> yeah? but it is like it is in these partnerships. Yeah? And there are two key triggers where how they really supported us. First of all is uh, like the fear of missing out. Yeah? You don't know exactly what is there, but you know there is something like digital, digital and we need to be with it. These understanding had most of the people. So then this really helped a lot yeah, that we need to develop there. And the second is, it was for everybody clear, e even if still today, uh, if, we, if we look a few years further now, there was not, not really understanding what does digital really mean for our business. Yeah. So, But on the other hand, everybody know it's really important. It is the key factor for the future. And as we want to develop for the future, we need to have some answers to it, Yeah. where we want to be, what we want to do, yeah? and how we get there. Yeah? So this was the key to start. Yeah? And especially then, if you look at the international market, we are a European law firm with a branch in New York, so we are global. Yeah? But in the core, we are a German law firm, to be honest. Yeah? This is where we do our core business. And if you look at the other markets, especially in the US and something in the UK, with the really big players in the, in the law firms are like Freshfields, Linklaters, Flipboard Chance, the names you might know already, yeah, they are way larger than, than, than we are, but they have already another maturity in their digital services and in their solutions. So they are ahead, yeah, and we orient to them, yeah. We want to be like them in the future, maybe not as big, but as good in our services. And so uh, we need to go on and do something. And this was from the beginning, this was clear nearly to everybody. And this really, really helped us to step into it and make this journey that we have done during the last four years. So you basically had, let's say, a, a fertile ground of understanding when it comes to, hey, there, there's change needed. So it's not that you had to go in there first and like convince everyone, guys, we got it, like something has to be done, which is a very, let's say, good position to start off with because as everyone is convinced there is need for change, then the willingness to change and the willingness to take the necessary steps is way higher but i still imagine it's let's say because you because you mentioned fear of missing out and so on before i think it's still hard even though you have an understanding to then ultimately probably come up with it or develop services where you say these are ultimately right now replacing the old processes because people just tend to let's say stick to what they're used to so i imagine there's been still a relatively big challenge and ultimately let's say yeah changing the environment yes yeah and that's also where that you have everywhere yeah the general chain uh, will to change 
it's it's generally much more higher than the specific will to change. Right. Yeah? <laughs> exactly. Please don't touch my department. <laughs> That's how it always is. So you need to convince the people on a on a on a more singular basis. Then again, if it really comes to the to a technology or to the real change that really has is felt by the users or by the people that have to use it. Yeah. But at the at the under, other hand, it really helps if you have from the from the top yeah, from the top perspective if you have this uh, real commitment yeah, that things will change and that change hurts yeah, sometimes and we do it anyway yeah even if it hurts we do it anyway and of course yeah it's not 100% of the people especially in, in in our in our partnership like i said with more than 100 owners yeah of course there's a distribution of people uh, on the willingness to change yeah that's that's quite obvious, yeah. But we always try to go with the ones uh, that are willing to do, to develop, that help us. Yeah, and they're really fostering for the for the future, and that's helped us to be successful. Which services did you ident like initially identify and saying like, okay, these are crucial for ed any type of service, or maybe like maybe also on a more abstract level. Are there services where you saw, hey, this is really crucial for any type of service personnel or in, for the lawyers in particular in order to enhance their way of working? Is there Are there some where you say, hey, these, these are definitely universally applicable or are they very specific to, to your company? The services we are delivering for our clients are very specific, but in general, in our industry, it's quite simple what people need. Yeah. They need more or less. It's 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 a it's a quite simple business model. Yeah, but more or less they need two or three things. Yeah, one thing is documents. Yeah, as simple as it is. We don't have a product. Yeah, our product are our people. Yeah, and if we have a product that we hand out, it's always a document. So document and document management and being effective. How you handle these documents is the key for everything. Yeah. And the second is communication. Yeah. So even if it sounds obvious as well, but it's email. Yeah. You, you need to really have a mode how to handle really masses of emails and how to organize yourself there yeah, and do all this. This is and was the key always. So everything that we are doing is more or less about communication and documents. Yeah? And then the, 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 the thing between is the collaboration. Yeah. Like, uh, how do we commonly work with documents? How do we work with documents with our clients? How do we communicate the results of our documents and all this? So it's this triangle of things that you always need to have in, in mind. Yeah? And that is mainly all about this. Yeah? Of course, there are much more services and things we are doing yeah? because we are a, a full-service law firm. We have hundreds and, and stuff, uh, things to do and uh, administrative tasks and all these things. But the key is always like this. And this is where we focus. What I'd be interesting from personal experience, let's say you come ahead, you have like you lead a business transformation. You say, hey, in order for us to work more productively, which is ultimately what you've alluded to when it comes to e like emails, communication or document and so on and so forth. I mean, there are a lot of, let's say, good solutions out there. From personal experience, once you tell, once you go into the company and say, hey, can I use this startup tool and not, let's say, the typical Microsoft Office product, very soon you run into big troubles. 
Was it the same for you? And if so, can you maybe give a suggestion on how you could potentially overcome this? Because I think it's a big frustration for a lot of people that say, hey, there's so many great things out there, but like, I can't just use them. Right. And <laughs> to be honest, yeah, um, um, we re really reduced this. Yeah, because this was our approach we had a few years ago. Yeah, there are many tools on the market. Yeah, we bought them, we tested them, we brought them to a few people. Few people are using it, but for ninety percent, it was too complex, too complicated, yeah? and to run all these applications and stuff, uh, it really is a lot of work, costs a lot of money, and you don't really have the benefit. Yeah? So what we have done during the last two years, we really reduced this. Yeah? And so I'm, I'm not really happy with the, the market that is called legal tech because this legal tech market is all the tool stuff. Yeah? But it's nothing about uh, doing the things for a real company perspective. It's tools from the user perspective and that, they, that might help some users to do their work. Yeah? But if you run a company like we do for let's say more than 1,500 people, that's our scope that we, are, uh, that we always have, yeah? then uh, we need to see what is working for all of them. Yeah? And so we really concentrated on, now we are concentrating on platforms yeah? and we only have a few platforms left that we are running now for specific topics of digital services we are running. Besides that, that we are handling documents and emails and all the stuff. That, that's very important. Yeah? And we are over this point, testing and elaborating the 100 tools that are in the market. And to be honest, most of them are uh, not really, do not really meet the quality we need for our premium business. Yeah? That might help maybe smaller companies with five or 10 people, 15, yeah, that can handle this and, and live with um, uh, bugs or missing functionalities. But if you do it in a wider scope like we do, you really need sophisticated solutions that are well-tested and that are really established in the market. And to be honest, there are not many in these, in these very niche sector where we are. If you compare it with other industries, the law industry is, is tiny yeah, to all the other industries. Yeah? And uh, so there are not many software vendors and uh, specific solutions there that are really have a worldwide footprint. And you're allowed your, let's say, lawyers to come in and suggest a software or was it more push from your side or how did, how did you like facilitate this process so that, let's say, all stakeholders, both, let's say, you, you from an organizational IT perspective as well as, let's say, the end users all were happy? Yeah, it's both, to be honest. Yeah, there are some, especially from from the younger consultants and lawyers we have, they brought up ideas yeah, and pushed to us, hey, look at this, look at this because they all receive tons of newsletters, <laughs> receive emails from the vendors. Yeah, they are really betrayed every day. So they come up, some come up to us. And on the other hand, we already had a team that are doing some market screening, testing solutions, see what works, is integrating. So it's, it was an approach from both sides. Yeah, And no, more or less, we have really reduced this because we are now going to a platform straight. Yeah, I think, I think it's so important, like like two points you mentioned. A, with regards to really like focusing on the core, because I think the, the more systems you have, the more overhead you have managing those systems. And just like if one system gets used by two users, like is it really worth it? And then more importantly, even to like just define a system landscape to really like bring 
the end users and the community uh, in the in the company also to the table and say hey like what is actually helping you because i can give you the the one that has like a user experience of the 1960s because you from a company perspective might say yeah it works and we have it integrated but the end user might say hey, it takes me so much time so i think like bringing here both both uh, perspectives together is, is really crucial what i'd be interested in is going further on the on the on the let's say transition process towards making Nerd a digital leader as well. What were other like core learnings that you had where you say like that, that's something that was really a, yeah, a success factor or a crucial success factor in order to make this happen? Well, there are many, yeah, because especially if you talk about learnings, because the way or the journey we have done over the last four years when I started with NER, yeah, we everything done the first time. So there are endless uh, learnings we have made and endless th things we see, okay, we, 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 you really need to mention this and what were the key factors. Especially for the early stage, yeah, there are two key factors that I pointed, wanted to point out here. The one thing is you really need a team that is willing to do it and to, to willing to do the work. And to be honest, this is something, this is really different from my former perspective uh, and former role. I also had a CIO role at a smaller uh, financial business service company. And we tried to do the same more or less that I have done now, but we were not there with the team and with the readiness of the team. Yeah? And what, we, what I see here and what I found here was we had a larger team here. And if you talk to the people, then you say, of course, everybody knows where our weaknesses, what is not so running good. And, and they all see, okay, other businesses are doing this and that, and uh, we can, we have opportunities and we really had the will to do it. So there, there was a really close collaboration and a common mindset. Okay. We start with this journey and we really want to do it. And it will, it will be hard work. Yeah. It will be really fostering. Yeah. And we, uh, will spend a lot of time and it will be not all the, the, the sun will not always shine on this journey and we do it. Yeah? And this was for we really the key factor at the beginning that we have set up a team and we had really good circumstances of the people that were there that supported the process. Right. Which I think is essential because having someone on board, like, or a, as a leader communicating what the big picture is and getting everyone on board in a sense of saying, Hey, like we know our weaknesses in order to survive or in order to thrive, uh, we need to work on these. And then also to communicate clearly, Hey, it's not only going to be like, like not to sugarcoat it, like to say, Hey, yeah, it's all going to be easy and so on and so forth, but really to also like say, Hey guys, if, if you're on board or if you want to be on board on this journey, I need your support. And this support is going to like require some extra time investment, which, which, yeah, I think is crucial in order to also set expectations. Right. Cause if, if people do like say, yeah, I'm just going to like say, yes, I'm in it, but then like, don't really follow up on their commitment I think this is let's say stabbing the leader who's leading the transformation in the back, which is then going to be very challenging down the line. But sorry, I interrupted you. You had another second point. Yeah. And the second point that, that closely relates to it was what we already talked, the really strong support yeah, from the leadership of the law firm. They really let us do it. And this is also not nothing that is given in every case. Yeah. I, I've done this, like I said, in my role before, yeah, 
there also was a bar there and they wanted to go digital and have some stuff, but they did not really want it. Yeah. As they, they would like to have it, but not want it. And that's the difference. Yeah. And that's really different here. We had a really great support, especially from our both managing partners. They really let us do and not on this journey that is still not finished yeah, because it's never finished. Yeah? We are still in the transformation mode. We did not need to have vast discussions yeah, because if you step deep into it and question everything that you are doing, yeah, you can have lots of discussions yeah, and things. And yeah, you, you can be very skeptical and why is this not working and this is too late and here we did expect something others and you can discuss everything. But they really let us go and let us do. And with this support, that's really, and the team felt the confidence there that, that, that is really supported by the, by the business and by, our, by the whole company. And this really helped us. So these are, these are more or less the two key things that are needed. And the rest is more or less content. Yeah? But these are the circumstances that needs to be there to be successful. I'd, I'd like to briefly touch on the second point you mentioned, because I think it's 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 also a crucial point it's because what you said is hey you basically in the like there are two companies who both wanted something but the one wanted it more than the other now if as you or to if i put myself right now into your shoes or put the 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 audience into your shoes and they're at the at this precise crossroad right how do you make sure that you actually understand before you even start the transformation process is the willingness high enough like are they also willing to walk the talk or are they just desiring it and ultimately will not follow up is there like a, do you have one or two tips for the audience and how they can really let's say figure this out briefly in the beginning that's a good question because i i thought a lot about this because that's the real difference between the, the last two positions i i have and had and I think the first tip is you have to see how things are discussed when things are go wrong. Yeah. Then, uh, then you really see the mindset. Yeah. Are, are people then more in the mode? If something not is working out, then we go backwards. Yeah. More or less, maybe that, that's that's a normal reaction. What you what you see from people. Yeah. If you say okay, it doesn't work, then we go back. Yeah. And or you discuss with people. Okay, it does not work. How do we go on? Yeah, and what is the next step? Right? Do we have to do more? Do we have to spend more? Do we put more effort into it? Yeah. So really proactively, proactively challenging it and go on and not backwards if something is not working. There you see it very good. Yeah. And on the other hand, it's really the the decisions about the circumstances. Yeah. Of course, every business leader more or less need, knows about his weaknesses in his organizations, in his staff, in his people. Yeah? And in my role, of course, it is to make them transparent and say, and say, okay, if we want to go on, we need some more, I don't know, some more roles, some more expertise, some more know-how, some other partners, yeah, and some circumstances. And uh, if they really want to have yeah, the progress there, then they help you. Maybe not in all these uh, areas. Uh, it's always a discussion of, and it's always a bit politics there, what is feasible yeah, and what can be, where do we have the money and the budgets for? Yeah? But if, if they really help you solve these circumstance problems, then, uh, then they're really 
willing to do it. Yeah? And if they also come back to you and say, okay, it's, it's your role as a CIO, you have to solve it, yeah? talk to the people, do this, do this, as only giving good advice yeah? how to solve it and not really investing and spending their own time, money, budget and efforts into this, then you'd see uh, maybe it's a bit more complicated. And if you're in that position where you say, hey, I'm not quite sure whether there's enough support, is there a way on how to, let's say, turn this around in your favor? Or do you then say, okay, if the willingness is not there, it's such a crucial aspect. But if if the leader, like the other leaders say, hey, like we have different priorities, then kind of leave it. You need to show success. So uh, success stories always help to proceed. Yeah. If you are in a position where you feel they do not really support it, yeah, then maybe as an advice I would give you, then start with maybe small success stories. Yeah, they really can be tiny. Yeah, but if people see that something is developing, that something is working, and there's something new, yeah, and that the people are able to deliver solutions, even if they are small, yeah, then you get some more buy-in maybe for the future. You get buy-in, okay, doing the next step, doing the next project, doing the next decisions that, that help you there. So more or less like stepwise approach there, uh, uh, going and then see if, if, if it really develops. Yeah? And on the other hand, uh, time is a, is a factor uh, because what I mentioned there is that in general, all the business leaders know that they have to do something in this digital stuff. Yeah? Even if they don't uh, always understand what it means for them, but they have the general understanding that doing nothing is the stupid thing they do. <laughs> and, um, it's the biggest risk you can so, take. Yeah. And then, uh, and if you spend some time and wait, and maybe people are changing, circumstances are changing, yeah, then you, there will be a development. Of course, you need to be uh, convincing that that's your own job or my job. Yeah. I need to be convincing to the board, to the to the business leaders there that they really support our approach of doing it. What I'd be interested in, you've been nominated twice CIO of the year or been in the top nominees. And what the jury said is that you really led in an exemplary way the positive change of perception when it comes to IT in a company. Now, A, why is this important? And B, how do you make this like change in perception happen. Leadership is important. Yeah. So um, I define myself mainly as a leadership person. Yeah. I'm not really doing some things uh, technical with my own hands in my in my current role. So that's that's the key for me to really lead the change and be the face for the change for the business stakeholders and on the other hand on my team uh, itself. So. That's, that's my role and I really want to, I'm really pushy, that's, that I know that's, that's my kind of doing and, and uh, my kind of acting in my role. Yeah? I always push, I always want to go further and of course this is maybe for some people a bit too much, yeah? but on the other hand, uh, that's, that's my way to, to try to uh, get to results yeah? and so I try to lead the change, I try to stand in front and say, okay, no matter what happens, yeah, if you want to discuss, uh, if you uh, feel, do not feel good, yeah, come up to me, but I try to 
prevent that shitstorms are coming up to my team and uh, and try to be the the filter or the umbrella there on on the on these sites. So, and this is what I think what people are really appreciating there. Yeah? If somebody is standing in the front, yeah, keeping their backs free and can do their work, and then we get to the results. So this this is for me, I think. The, the key as a really leader there. It's not that I have all the good ideas, yeah, and that, that I say, okay, we have to do one B, uh, one, two, three. These are the ideas we need to do this, yeah. It's more like giving the circumstances that all the things that can happen, yeah, and giving the management or the other head the confidence yeah, that the right things happen. So again, basically giving them small successes to show, hey, like there's progress it's worthwhile pursuing this journey further. But, but why is it so important that the perception of IT has to change in, in the company? This is the key because this times uh, during the last couple of years, there really was a turnaround. Yeah, and then in the, in the former years, and I'm already more than 20 years in the business. Yeah, of course, IT was the service provider delivering, delivering these services that the business wanted to have. And they had the ideas and IT more or less only had to deliver. So they've been the working bench, just executing. More or less, yeah, just ex executing. Although we had discussions already 15 years ago, oh, we, we as the IT department want to be on the front and want to establish new ways of working and doing it. But to be honest, it never really worked out that but this has changed dramatically, I think, during the last couple of years because the world gets more and more complex and uh, all the digital stuff um, is more and more dependent. Yeah, So you have a lot of dependencies between processes, technologies, and all the market stuff that is, that is going on. So you need some people that have the overview and the expertise yeah, to do this and to bring. And in the, in the core business, people don't ju just don't have the time to think about this and it's not their core uh, know-how and, and uh, business to do this. And this has changed and people understand we need somebody who's pushing it yeah, from behind yeah, or, or from the from the basement. Yeah, and it really needs to push us. And this with this knowledge and if you know, okay, it is really helpful if people push us and, uh, and, and try to foster our uh, our processes that are currently established in the in the in the companies then they see, okay, this is necessary to develop as a company. And I think this is something we, we have really achieved now. Yeah? Our perception as a service provider has dramatically changed over the last four years. Of course, we are still doing the help desk service yeah? on the other hand. That's what everybody does. But they recognized that it was based on us, that we are using cloud technology now, that we are that we really went very good over the pandemic. Of course, the pandemic was a booster for nearly every IT department as well, because we really showed that we, in, in very few weeks and four weeks, we transformed a lot of services to make them available for everybody globally in the home office. Uh, was was not be there before the pandemic came. Yeah, it was there in a small scale, but we scaled up and we really made it successful. And so. This only works yeah, if, if you have the confidence from the business that you really help them. And they saw it there, and that's what we are doing now. That makes a lot of sense. And coming from, and if you want to, let's say, facilitate this change, I mean, a lot of companies also look into, let's say, acquiring different 
you know, IT providers or other, it, like just to get more resources. Given that you've also been in that situation before in your previous jobs, I'd just be curious, is there, let's say, does it make sense in any situation to ultimately also get or to enlarge the internal IT capable or capabilities by acquiring new talents? Also with respect, what you just said is that you ultimately become way more of a role model. You have to have probably also the same, let's say, perception of what, what let's say, your role as an IT department is which might in the other company not be the case. So just out of curiosity, do you, do you deem that as a smart move to do and, and in which cases and which ones not? I think in some cases it could be a good move. Yeah. Where I think it would not be helpful is like you just said, we need to expand our resources yeah, or we need new know-how or technologies. Yeah? If you just, with this scope, uh, buy a company, then maybe, yeah, you can get a company and get some people uh, and some technologies, but they will leave you soon. Yeah, because in most cases, they have joined the company they have been before for other reasons. Yeah, and so this will not be very sustainable in, in my point of view. But on the other hand, if you really have a very specific problem to solve, let's say you can solve it only with a development of your own platform or with a development of a new field of business yeah? and you have somebody or you have something that really fits very well into it and you be, can be sure that these people and these teams yeah, can operate more or less the same that you have done before for the next couple of years yeah then really this could be helpful and, and successful then yeah then and then you still have the issue of integrating and the culture and the values that is always a big struggle but everybody underestimates at the beginning of the process there but from a technical uh, standpoint or from a standpoint of developing into a digital company this could be a good move if it's really a new field of business that you are tackling there. That's that's a very interesting point because I think a lot of companies just say, hey, we, we need 300 more, I don't know, developers, whatever. We did set up a, a hub somewhere in, in, I don't know, in Portugal, for instance, or we just like buy another company out in order to get the resources. But you ultimately say, hey, it doesn't really make that much sense if, if it really is in the same department, same everything. Like, if, But if it's about... So you have no idea about blockchain technology right now. You really want to venture that field, then that might make sense to get these people on board. And and you said that there's like, obviously it's, it's always a challenge to integrate them. Do you have like one or two tips when it comes to, let's say, facilitating the cultural transformation and then making sure that both entities, in case you buy one, really work together? I have to look a bit in my in my past yeah, where, where we have done this with Siemens uh, when I was was at Siemens. This needs two things: it needs time, yeah, and it needs personal contact. This this, this is the key, yeah. Especially if you talk about the situation that, that you have, uh, have mentioned, like nearshoring models, or uh, yeah, that could be cost efficient, and maybe there's a there's a good expertise that that is there. But you, if you want to integrate people there and the teams, yeah, then you really need to spend time there. You need to be, build personal contacts and you need to build trust. And this all comes only if you do common work and common project and not see them as 
like we said, as a delivery unit of specific items or project tasks, yeah, you really need to integrate this into, our pro into your processes, into your teams, and then it could work out. Yeah? But it really needs a lot of effort, a lot of time, a lot of traveling then as well, even if we are doing it virtual now and you can do virtual very, very much there, it is inevitable that you travel and meet the team, that you have some events and integrate them uh, to be successful. Uh, and you, you must be aware that if you want to do this, then this is a really necessary step. Yeah? And otherwise, this is all, will always be something like a service provider outside of your core organization. Yeah? And you will see then, uh, usually people will leave more or less over the time. Super interesting. Looking forward, what do you think is are the most crucial challenges that companies or that want to become digital leaders, especially in, in the legal industry, have to face? And what are yeah aspects to consider? Especially in the legal industry, like like we mentioned before, you have to decide if you are a business leader there, where where do where do we do you want to be as a company? Yeah. Do you want to be at the top end of the service, like like what we said, the top quality service is done by humans, full stop. Yeah? And this will never change. Yeah? And on the other hand, and there's also a lot of movement on the market, if you look at this, where there are companies who want to more or less automate and digitize their business, yeah? like making it easy to uh, make some claims yeah? or doing documents or things like that. So, you need to be aware where on this table do we want to sit. And I expect that this will more and more divide into two fields of services. Yeah? And um, you have to decide, do you want to deliver excellent services for individual solutions? Then this is done by humans. Yeah? Or do you want to deliver quick, fast, and re reliable solutions that are cost-effective yeah, and easy to use? I don't think that you can do both very good. Yeah? You can mix, you do not mix them because then you are in cultural discussions and in uh, how do we uh, operate in our behind organization and things. So you have to decide there where you, where do you want to. And if you want to be on the side where we are, and I think where most of the law firms want to be as well, yeah, on the top end of the, of the market, then you should be aware that, like we already said, that the digital solutions and the digitalization will be always the focus to make your legal expertise, your lawyers, your consultants as good, as efficient, as uh, productive as somehow possible. So that's, uh, that's where I see the future of our business or industry is there, uh, that we really try to make value into the people, into the person, yeah? and value the person that is delivering the service at the end. If we, if we do a prospect on the future, I often get the question, AI will solve everything. Yeah? But for us, AI is not the, the term you usually see it. For us, or for me, AI is uh, the augmented intelligent lawyer. Yeah? So because Behind them or on his desk, yeah, there are the intelligent solutions that, that help him, help him uh, to, be, uh, to do his job as good as possible. 
And so the IT department ultimately describing that picture will be a, a core facilitator in the process, moving away from, let's say, being the, the standards provider of more help this provider, so to speak, to, to actually entering into a way more strategic role. Thank you, Christian, for having joined us today. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. And yeah, I wish you all the best for, for your transformation journey and hope to see you soon. Thank you for having me there. Yeah, it was a pleasure speaking to you.